Kale & Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Hour 2 here, Wednesday morning. Some great stuff with Joe Biden coming up here in the next 25-30 minutes. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 7.45. Tony Bruno from Florida at 8.25 this morning. Action-packed show. Still ahead, blame talk radio for everything. The Biden administration will ban one thing, yet advocate and push for and promote another thing, which is about, about the most hypocritical thing you'll ever hear. We'll tell you about that as well and some of these polling numbers and what Joe and the administration plan to do about it. 855-839-1210. All of that's still ahead this morning, but let's get to the news. And there's a lot of it. Round number two on a Wednesday morning. It's 7.02, and here's the great Don Stensland. And good morning. This morning's news is brought to you by Best Work Industries for the Blind on this bright Wednesday morning, October the 25th. We'll tell you how hot it's going to get in the forecast and how hot it did not get in the uh, sports news this morning. But let's take you to Philadelphia, where police are investigating what they're calling execution-style killings. Two men killed in this sh- in separate shootings, it appears, in Philadelphia's Hunting Park neighborhood early this morning. So police responding to two different scenes, one 3900 block of North Reese Street, and then another scene a block away, 39th and North Fairhill Streets. So in each of those scenes... Um, they found a man, a man shot in the head with several shell casings at each scene. So they, it appears that they're looking at this as being related or connected. Uh, both of the men were rushed to the hospital where they were pronounced dead, trying to figure out the motive here, trying to figure out suspects, but executions, the execution of two different men, two different scenes. Oh, terrible. There's also another video going around. I'm not sure if you guys saw this last night. Philly Crime Update had it, as well as Mark Fusetti, but nobody has seemed to uh, arrive at the conclusion of where it took place. It almost looked like another execution, and some people are wondering if it's in the one of the parking lots at the sports complex. I'm not sure if you saw this video. It was uh, two Asian men and an African-American man, and they, one of the guys was filming it from his car. And it, it was like almost a point-blank execution after a fight in a parking lot. But oh my God. i got to see if, if anybody's confirmed where that happened. But everybody was saying that it looked like it was in like uh, the Jetro area of the parking lot of the sports complex. So it's bizarre. Yeah. It's uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> it's Philadelphia, right? This one. And that's just one of the... I'm highlighting that one because it's this morning and it's concerning as it is yeah. these executions of these men. It, and so the question is, and, and what's omitted here is the question of, is this gang related? We keep hearing about the cartels being involved, drug related. And those are some of the questions I have. We don't have answers to that one. Um, yesterday we did, it was a solemn day in Philadelphia with the services, the procession from the funeral home early this time yesterday morning. And then of course the, the funeral and burial of our veteran police officer. So slain officer Richard Mendez, he was posthumously promoted to sergeant and given a purple heart and a medal of honor, considered a real hero in Philadelphia, but just beautiful and emotional tributes throughout the day. And so did want to, often they'll do that where they'll, they'll promote someone. And it also, I have to say, because now the family, um, the, 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 it helps the family financially as well, because when you're promoted, yep. let's say posthumously to sergeant, then it impacts um, those dollar amounts for the family, for the widow. Mm-hmm. 
So that's important as well. We also had talked about the fundraiser. I'll just mention this, Nick. I know we had talked about it last week. It was postponed, and I don't have – I'll get the information. I know they're planning, as they always do, some fundraisers upcoming, and that's something that Nick Hale was involved with, with the bike rides. Absolutely. Back in the If you can donate, please do. Um, So, and we had mentioned as well, DA Larry Krasner's office trying to reinstate charges will be back in court today. And this was following the dismissal of all charges, including murder charges, against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. This was for Dial's role in that fatal shooting last month, traffic stop of Eddie Irizarry. So DA's office pursuing to recharge um, the former officer, Mark Dial, recharge him in court today. So we'll, we'll be following that one. You're also going to have to wonder, too, uh, if this does not go the way Krasner and these terrible district attorneys want, if we're going to have more riots and looting afterwards, because this was the case that triggered the looting that led to Meatball and the whole situation. Feels like it was an eternity ago, but yeah, this, that was the jump off point. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 well stated. And we hope not. And that really brings us to my next story, which is that there was a, a town hall meeting yesterday, about yesterday afternoon, uh, with the mayoral candidates. We do have an upcoming election, November 7th. I've heard about that. And, uh, you know, obviously Democrats, you know, outnumber Republicans in the city of Philadelphia seven to one. So many say, well, mayoral candidate Sherelle Parker, the Democrat here is a slam dunk, but Republican David O, you, he's still out there and he's still making his case. But I thought it was interesting that mayoral candidate Sherelle Parker, she says that she would consider calling in some backup. She was talking about the National Guard, saying that she would shut down the open-air drug market in Kensington, saying that the that the National Guard would be part of the solution. Wow. And not hesitating to say we're going to, you know, use the National Guard as as part of a domestic, considering this a domestic emergency in philadelphia it's exactly what it is i mean i like to hear it i'll believe it when i see it but at least at least it sounds good yes she said that um she responded by uh, speaking positively about the guards presence in philadelphia amid civil unrest in 2020 of course following multiple high-profile killings and uh say that police who live and do business in the city respected the peaceful nature in which the city partnered with the national guard so okay. that's that's a change of the guard so i just wanted to yeah. Point that one out as well. And looking into these dog licenses, I just want to update this. The price of dog licenses in Pennsylvania is going to increase for the first time in nearly 30 years. And this is under legislation that Governor Josh Shapiro signed into law this week. Shapiro administration says the sale of these dog licenses are required in PA, um, funds the dog wardens. So we're going to have the dog wardens back again and upholding the high standards of care in kennels, shutting down those illegal kennels, and holding dangerous dog owners responsible. So even though I had mentioned earlier at 6 a.m., I just want to update this, the increase is $8.70. Okay. But that's, that is for an annual license. It's $52.70 for a lifetime license, and that would begin on March 1st. So owners of dogs that are spayed and neutered, you can get the prior rates of $6.70 for the annual license and $31.70 for a lifetime license. Mm-hmm. I'm going to point out, though, the new law enables the Secretary of Agriculture to increase the fees again 
in uh, pretty much every two years. So 2025, 2027. Mm-hmm. So these fees are going to go up and up and up. If your dog is not licensed, you face up to $500 in fines. Wow. So $52 for a lifetime license. That's pretty good bang for your buck if you have a dog like Bobby yesterday that lived to be 31 years old. Yeah. I uh, Hearing this just seems like another money grab. Money yep. grab. And yeah. I just, you know, look, look, I'm all for the health and well-being and wellness of animals, every single one of them. But I, I just feel like this is a, yeah. you must register your dog if you don't find. Right. It's just like it's just another way to keep scrounging up cash. It's from none of the it's none of the state of Pennsylvania's damn business. Yeah. Uh, uh, what dog I have or what I do with my dog. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Money grab. I think that's the way to characterize Horrendous. it for sure. Horrendous. And if you, they're also saying that you have to keep up on the vaccinations. Oh and yeah. This and that. So that brings up a whole different slew of things. Like my my dog, actually, I had to get an exemption mm-hmm. for a vaccine. I, mean, I feel like it's like COVID. Yeah. But when they're elderly, they can't, you know what I mean? They can't get certain things. So right. I have some questions about it. But I also think that we have some dogs that have run through neighborhoods mm-hmm. that are, um, you know, pre- predatorial, let's say. Right. And this is, so my question is, if they're not licensed, does that give the state the right to seize your dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. It is a good it's question. A great you know? question. Yeah. Is Buddy a menace to the neighborhood? <laughs> oh, boy. And by the way, me. Buddy's getting older. Does he, Buddy wear a mask when he goes out in public? <laughs> oh. He's in that demo. No. I, I'm just, I, I, I I know, right? Yeah. It, they do things that tug at people's heartstrings. Yes. And they're, they're like, okay, give us money for it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh so by the way, humanity has a price. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. How about just let, hoping that people are good, responsible dog owners? I agree, I agree. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I agree with Greg. I have a lot of questions about this. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we've talked a lot about the House Speakership. We'll talk about it moving forward as and as well. Israel... Um, you know, there's more action with Israel, how involved Iran is, and a concern for the, the safety of the 220 hostages, which include 10 Americans. We are sponsored this morning by Best Work Industries for the Blind, Changing Lives, nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Best Work Industries for the Blind, providing training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired for employment opportunities. Or if you want to donate, just go to bestworkindustries.org. Obviously, the big story we're all waking up to is uh, the thrill is gone. You know, our dreams uh, smashed and falling flat as our our Phillies didn't get her done last night. It was stunning and, and history really in our city with going to Game 7. We lost the National League Championship Series to the Arizona Diamondbacks last night, 4-2 to two was the final score. It was depressing, but the forecast, not so depressing. We're in for a real summer-like treat. If you love sunny weather, we're going to have sunshine today through your Sunday. Yes, even, believe it or not, a beautiful Saturday. By Saturday, we're 82 degrees with bright sunshine. So today, we're, we're almost to set the 70-degree mark, and then we just go up from here. 48 degrees right now, and I don't think even, the, is the sun just coming up? Just coming up. Just coming up. Yep. But no, excuse me, 74 is your high today. They keep upping these numbers. Tomorrow, 78. Friday, 79. Saturday, 82, and Sunday, 76. All smooth sailing with bright, sunny skies. At least we got that going for us. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. Uh, exile, what are you giggling about? Ex- exile Kraken on the YouTube <laughs> uh, chat <laughs> says, uh, Greg, I'll bet you $20 right now 
that this the this dog registration mixed their way into the voter rolls. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and this vote for Buddy Stensland. <laughs> Buddy Stensland. That just sounds like a villain on a TV show. <laughs> Oh. Like, he's like the total heel, oh. Buddy Stensland. Yeah, your dog, that's that's what it is, Greg. Uh, yeah. Your dog can get their mail-in ballot yep. <laughs> stuffed in the box. <laughs> Dogs can vote. Uh, that damn Buddy Stensland, he's down, he down the street hanging out with the Cocker Spaniels again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so, you know, we know that, um, we gave you the story last week, that Joe Biden has more money for his re-election campaign, thanks in large part to George Soros and the huge contributions he keeps giving the Biden administration. He's got more money in his war chest, so to speak, than the entire GOP does combined. Uh, and I thought this story was interesting because it will lead us to the polling numbers that I've been teasing. Uh, but the story is that the Biden campaign uh, is now very concerned, so with low polling numbers they are going to spend an additional 25 million dollars in ads because of just how low joe uh, joe is polling this story is from msn uh, the biden campaign has drawn up options for expanding its unconventional 25 million dollar early advertising effort this year as the president continues to express frustration in private conversations about the state of his polling in battleground states, according to people familiar with the discussions. Biden signed off on the initial fall television and digital campaign, despite concerns from some advisors who felt that the money could be better allocated for other priorities, like building up a staff sooner or growing cash reserves. And the polling numbers that they are talking about, as we talked about the swing states and all the battlegrounds that are up for grabs between Trump and Biden, a lot of which Trump either has a small lead in or is tied with Joe, including Pennsylvania. But Joe right now is struggling big time with the independents. So here are the latest independent Biden job approval ratings from a variety of polls. In the CNN poll, independents only approve at 30% of Joe Biden's job performance. 30% CNN. That's telling. Fox News slightly lower at 23%. The NPR Marist poll, only 32%. Quinnipiac, 31%. CBS News, 34%. And Suffolk, 31%. So when you see those numbers and you say, okay, well, we're polling poorly here. or And then you say, oh, wow, we are really struggling with the independents. you got to figure something out. And apparently with the Biden administration and Joe, it's spend more money to the tune of $25 million. 855-839-1210, the number. Let's come back and have this conversation on some hypocrisy with the Biden administration. They are actually going to try to ban one thing that is not good for your health while simultaneously promoting and advocating for something that will kill you dead in your tracks. But then again, it's the Democrats, and you shouldn't be surprised. It's Kale and Company, and we're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. Don Stensland already breaking down sports, changing flat tires. (laughs) And we're not even at the halfway point of the show this morning. I mean, Don accomplished more while it was dark out than the Phillies did in the last two games of the playoffs. (sighs) 
Remarkable. By the way, if you missed the, that opening segment, uh, the boys in the back did a great job of clipping it, and it's up on our Twitter page. I Twitter, saw that. Uh, uh, at 1210WPHT on Twitter if you want to see uh, Dawn describing what she did uh, yes. this morning before <laughs> um, anybody was out of bed. <laughs> Crazy day. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. It'll only get crazier because Tony Bruno joins us about Ooh. one hour from now. Uh, also, you can blame talk radio for another tragedy. And, you know, it's interesting. When when you are coming up on 81 years old and have gaff after gaff and stumble after stumble, I don't know that you really want to go after your chief rival when it comes to his slip-ups or his maybe uh, physical limita- limitations at age 77. But we're going to get to that hypocrisy with Joe Biden. But before we get to that, uh, let's start with this story because... I hate when when the government puts in a ban or they attempt to eliminate something, even if I'm not a user of that product, even if I'm not a a fan of a, a certain substance. And we know the Biden administration, they want to ban everything, right? They want to ban gas-powered cars, your dishwasher, your ceiling fan, your freezer, you name it. They want to just get rid of everything. And we mentioned this, I believe, in passing. It was either Monday or Friday of last week that the Biden administration has a proposed ban on menthol cigarettes that would become uh, a major liability in 2024 with unintended consequences. Um, so let me just give you these details here. And then also the hypocrisy of the Biden administration and many Democrats that are behind this ban while also promoting something that is far worse for you. But the Biden administration's proposed menthol cigarette ban could become a thorn in the president's side during the 2024 election. Political operatives planning to run ads attacking him have told Fox News Digital. The FDA initially proposed rules prohibiting menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars in April of 2022 to, quote, prevent children from becoming the next generation of smokers and to, quote, help adult smokers quit. After missing its August deadline, the agency, the Food and Drug Administration, said it remains a top issue and they are nearing the end of the process. Quote, finalizing these two product standards remains a top priority for the FDA. The posting of both rules on the White House's Office of Management and Budget website means they have reached the final steps for review of this regulatory document. Now, the proposed ban has faced worries from critics who say it could lead to heightened border problems with Mexican drug cartels saturating the U.S. black market with the prohibited product. Politico reported that it has also divided black leaders, with some arguing it would lead to over-policing against the community. Now, here's the hypocrisy of this. Quote, criminalizing cigarettes as the Biden administration promotes heroin injection sites is bad policy and bad politics. So let's think about that for a moment. I'm sorry. You can no longer buy Newports, but if you want to go to Kensington and shoot up on the curb, go right ahead. Like, what? Hey, we're going to, you know what? White claws are banned. Yeah. But if you want to take straight shots of bourbon, go right ahead. Are you serious here? And I'm not a smoker. I, I think it's disgusting. Um, I, I don't know what the dynamics are of menthol versus non-menthol. Like, I, I'm menthols not... are way better. Okay. Oh, they give that cool taste. Okay. Back when I was a smoker. But but are they mm. are they significantly more addictive or deadly yes. than regular cigarettes? Yeah, because they have that. Uh, I I always heard that the Newports and stuff had like the fiberglass in them. So when you were okay. you, you took that that first 
deep puff of the Newport in it, like kind of cleared out your oh, <laughs> your sinuses. Just cuts, too, up, so. cuts up your throat. But it was also, you know, putting fiberglass into your lungs. Oh, that's, that's but, good. You know, that's yeah. good. I don't know if that was true or not, but that's what they told us. Well, what's worse for your body, fiberglass or heroin? <laughs> I'm just wondering, as somebody that doesn't yeah. use either product. Yeah, the the double standard, the hypocrisy of this is just amazing. It, it really it, is. It really, really is. And then think about that. We already have these issues at the border, and then it, a very interesting point that's brought up about the, the black market and then Politico gets in and they make it about race saying that it's also divided black leaders with some arguing it would lead to the over-policing against this community which if you're Joe you have already lost a, a nice little chunk of the support that you had amongst African American voters I think we gave you the numbers a couple of months ago it's down from 72% to 54%. Um you know not a not a major thing but in what could be a very close election as many people are predicting. I mean this could actually blow up in their face on multiple fronts because we know the borders are a disgrace. And what what's the cartel going to do? Oh, you want okay, you want menthol, you can't get it in this country. Well, we'll just ship it in illegally through the black market and work its way up from the southern border. So I think that's a disaster for the Biden administration, which is good. And then we get to what they are trying to, this is, I mean, this is almost as crazy. I, actually, I would argue it's crazier than spending an additional $25 million on political ads because your polling numbers are crap. But the Biden administration is now on a mission to convince voters that Donald Trump's age is also an issue. Now, again, I've been consistent with this. To me... In many regards, and yes, I do think there should be age limits. I'm tired of seeing the Diane Feinsteins of the world, these career politicians. But when we talk about the president, to me, it's really about not so much what your number is. It's how you are cognitively, where you are mentally and physically. And yes, Joe's about roughly four years older than Donald Trump. But you see Joe Biden day in and day out. Can't go up steps, can't go down steps, doesn't know if he should exit, exit stage left, exit stage right. Uh, he reads the quoted parts on the teleprompter that are meant for emphasis for his notes. He says those out loud. He doesn't know what day it is. And yes, Donald Trump is 77 years old. But I, I have argued that I do not see any significant mental decline in Trump in 23 versus 19 versus 2015. If there's been a fall off, I haven't noticed it. Yes, he made that gaffe about a, what was it, last weekend where he mixed up the leaders of Hungary and Turkey. I like, like I mean, okay, and and people want to you know crush him for that. You know, I I botch things like that all the time. Um, but this is a, a bizarre pivot by the Biden administration because they go on to say, well, he's called Biden Obama a few times too. Oh, he has. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> Trump has? Yeah. Yeah, but that's on purpose. Oh, that, that, I think okay, well, a lot of third, well, third Obama administration. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people do say. I think I think well, I don't know if it's always on purpose. It sometimes it seems like it's on purpose, right? Because what they're saying is this is the extension, like you just said. Of, Let the excuses begin. Well, I I would I would see kidding. I give I give him more of a pass, not because I'm on that side, but he is always shooting. I, from the cuff, right? Like, he's always ad... Like, Trump's very rarely ever scripted. I was joking with Dawn, but I, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree that I, I, there's, there's... This feels like a losing endeavor by the Biden administration, yeah, there's right? Yeah, there's a, there's a world of difference between the yes. mistakes that Joe Biden makes, calling out right. somebody who's dead, 
who's literally dead. Where's Jackie? And 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 you know, Trump mixing up world leaders yeah. and Biden and Obama. Right. I get it. It, it. It's a world of difference. Yes. But we we can't make excuses that well he did it on purpose. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it's 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 still way different. It, they go on to say in recent weeks, Biden's campaign has begun highlighting the former president, as in Trump, and his gaffes. Trump mixing up who the current president is, Trump slurring words during speeches, Trump making statements that don't quite make sense. Uh, The effort is intentional and due in part to a growing frustration amongst Biden campaigners and allies with regard to what they see as in. And how about this? How about the audacity of this? An unequal media focus on the president's age and health. It's not an unequal focus. Joe is a unmitigated disaster. And that's why. We talk about his age, his health, and his fitness. But a Democratic strategist close to the Biden campaign said this to Semaphore, quote, if you guys are going to effing cover every stumble of Joe Biden, then Donald Trump deserves the same scrutiny. When Joe Biden does that, there's wall-to-wall coverage of it. Think about that for a second. When, when Donald Trump farts, he gets indicted. <laughs> We're talking about unequal media coverage here? I, yeah, like, like you pick your battles. I and, and this, far be it for me to tell the Biden administration what to do. I think this is a losing cause. That's well, just my stance. Well, whoever is saying that you guys cover it nonstop when like they're they're not talking about mainstream media. No, they can't be. No, because if nobody covers it. On no, nobody media. covers anything with Joe's bad. I mean, it's a, it has gotten to the point in the last six to nine months where we've seen you know, and they all fall in, in, in stride with it. The New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, they all started abandoning ship on Joe because, well, you look at all the metrics out there and then you see the polls and it's like, all right, this is a disaster. But no, I mean, my God, we're really going to argue that uh, one person is not covered the way the other person is like that. that, yeah. that that's just <laughs> I mean, good luck with that. But we'll see how it plays out. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Cut sheets coming up at 745. When we come back, you can blame talk radio. It's all our fault once again. But right now, I got to tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. I got to tell you, this has been a tremendous experience. And I'm not even talking specifically about my truck, but my sister is going to be getting a vehicle probably by week's end. Kristen is actually looking into a vehicle. Everybody is looking into a vehicle at the Piazza Auto Group. They really are. But if you're a truck person like me, Now's a good time because they still are offering 0.9% APR financing on the 2023 Honda Ridgeline. I've got the black edition fully loaded. It's got all the bells and whistles, but it's perfect for me and what I do. It's six cylinder, just about 300 horsepower. Just filled it up. It was like $59 yesterday at the gas tank. It's not going to break you financially, but if you're not a truck person, that's fine. Special finance rates exist for other vehicles within the Honda family at the Piazza Auto Group. You can take advantage of great offers on the Honda Civic, the award-winning Honda Accord, the CRV. The Pilot is beautiful. If I didn't have the truck, the Pilot would be my SUV. The Piazza Auto Group, now with 17 brands, 35 locations, my go-to, as well as Dawn's, and soon to be my sister's. For all things automotive, to find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today, just check them out online. Just go to that website. How did they do it back in the day? www.piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. October means action, excitement, entertainment at Pennsylvania's number one casino, Parks Casino. What an experience. The hottest entertainment will always keep you coming back for more 
thousands of state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night with New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night, and the best local bands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. So much fun at Parks. Here's some headliners coming to the Excite Center soon. Nicole Byer from Netflix nailed it. Thursday, November 9th. Chris Isaac, Friday, November 10th. Howie Mandel, Friday, November 17th. Aaron Lewis, Thursday, November 30th. And then Michael Carbonaro, Friday, December 15th. Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, all the entertainment, plus free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations for everybody. For all things Parks Casino, visit ParksCasino.com, P-A-R-X-Casino.com. This is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This segment of Kale & Company brought to you by American Heritage Credit Union. It is the place for first-time homebuyers with in-house realtors and a $500 lender credit for new homeowners. Visit AmericanHeritageCU.org slash FTH for details. Loans subject to credit approval. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 433-838, 855-839-1210 is how you jump in. Tony Bruno, less than an hour from now, what's on the cut sheet coming up in just about seven minutes. Uh, a couple of good stories that we will get to uh, after Tony Bruno, which we've got a lot to discuss with Bruno. We'll talk to him about the Phillies and the Eagles, the House Speaker mess, the latest money scandal with Joe Biden. Uh, also, the NBA has hired their first-ever non-binary trans referee. <laughs> I'm not even sure how that's possible. I th- how can you be non-binary and trans? We might need to go to the TikTok chambers of uh, education to find out how that's even possible. I well, didn't think you could be both. All I want to know about this, I could care less what they are. Are they competent? Yeah. Can they uh, can they call a foul when they see a foul? That's and correct. That's all I care about. That's correct. Uh, and then also our famous uh, favorite U.S. women's national team soccer star Megan Rapino, who, by the way, is you know she's she's a lesbian and she's married to Sue Bird, who was a famous basketball player as well, uh, and she is of Jewish descent. Sue Bird, we're talking about, and Megan Rapino is going out of her way to start a GoFundMe for the people of Gaza and Hamas. Which kind of creates an interesting dichotomy uh, in a marriage, right? It's like it's be like a, an Eagles fan marrying a, a Cowboys fan. Yeah, house divided. Yeah, we <laughs> we've got we got the one the the wife of the, of the relationship, I believe, is is Jewish and has a passport to Israel, and uh, Megan's uh, supporting the other cause. That should lead to some interesting Thanksgiving conversations. So we'll talk to Tony Bruno Whatever. about all of that bizarre. She can't get out of her own way, by the way. And, and Megan Rapino, another one that, like, I, I, you know, I'm not sure if she's aware that, like, if we sent her over to Gaza, yeah. she probably wouldn't come back. Oh no, no. <laughs> just saying. No, they're not that I'm rooting for that. They're but. very uh, welcoming and inclusion, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, inclusive over there. They yeah. love the LGBTQ community. That's a great point you make. It, the, all of these people that are supporting the the Gaza the pro Palestinian cause uh, trying to rationalize that Hamas is justified in this you do realize that the DEI crowd over there there is no diversity yeah there is no equity no nope. and there is no inclusion yeah you're you're literally stoned to death yes because uh, their Bible tells you so that's correct them so excuse that's, me yes all right eight five five eight three nine twelve ten we got to blame talk radio folks that's what we have to do everything that we do here is so toxic it's so controversial. 
I've always thought it's just logic and common sense. But one columnist has decided to say the following. Hate talk has led to the murder of Palestinian-American boy. This is actually the second person to write this now because that's what they do on the left. They all just get on the same talking points and they just regurgitate and uh, plagiarize other people's work. And two people will do it and then four and then seven and then 13 people. But this guy goes on to say that radio companies and radio hosts should not pander to the underinformed. That would be this audience, right? He is saying our audience is underinformed with lies and conspiracy theories. A veteran former radio host writes. So this is a guy who's worked in the industry here. Uh, those who should or who do should be held accountable, and should, so should their enablers and sponsors. This guy goes on to write. I was saddened but not surprised by the news of the stabbing death of Palestinian American. Wadea Al-Fayoumi, an innocent six-year-old victim of a racial, hateful, and utterly inexplicable murderous rampage. Wait, maybe not inexplicable. Prosecutors, and I'm reading this directly from Mediate.com if you want to check this story out yourself. Prosecutors said in court on Monday that the alleged killer had listened to conservative talk radio about the situation in the Middle East before the attack. I don't know if this is true, nor do I know any details of what programs might have prompted the attack. We'll learn more about regarding this in the future. I'm wondering if we'll hear some familiar names. I do know this. Radio companies, radio stations, and especially radio hosts have to stop peddling lies, fables, conspiracies, and corrosive content under the guise of, quote, it's just business. I've said this a hundred times. If you break the stupid, you own the stupid. I actually would argue that's what the Democrats do. Uh, The excuse, I didn't think they'd believe me, doesn't wash in this environment. Too many crazies waiting for their marching orders. Just in conclusion here, let me give you these last two sentences, and then we'll have a conversation about this. He goes on to say, I'm a 40-year veteran of the radio business, including the past 17 years as a primetime host on two of Chicago's most conservative talk stations. I'm intimately familiar with techniques in how to influence an audience. It's one thing to exaggerate, embellish, and utilize satire to make a good point about pop culture and politics. It's entirely different and far more dangerous to intentionally mislead and misinform an audience. Over the past few years, I've heard, I've heard far too much of the latter. Extreme rhetoric from both sides is on the rise. I, I, don't, I can't speak to both sides. I can only speak to this side, um, and I, I can only speak to this show. I don't think there's anything that, and I will, I will argue this until the day I die in this position. If anybody ever tries to say that what Kale and Company does is toxic, misleading, dangerous, misleading rhetoric. If you've listened to this show for 13 and a half months, God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, but also, I don't think anything we say is controversial on this show, mm-hmm. uh, inflammatory, insightful. And you know what, even if it was, which it's not, but even if it was, I don't believe other people's words are the reason why other people commit actions. If you are a sane, functional, logical, competent adult, and I'm serious when I say that, like you don't have a mental illness or you don't have, you know, some sort of learning disability uh, or if you're not like a vulnerable individual that can be manipulated, but if you're just, you know, our average listener. I don't think I should ever be held responsible for what you ultimately end up doing. I just give you my opinion. I think that's the way Dawn operates. That's the way Greg operates. And it's just so ridiculous that you even have a guy, and I don't know who wrote this because there's no, it doesn't say written by who, 
But the guy says he's worked in in the business for 40 years, the last almost two decades doing primetime radio in Chicago, and I guess they have two, uh, quote, conservative talk stations. So he's obviously an accomplished guy, and, and he's he's pretty much poo-pooing his own industry, which I, I don't get. Now, I think certain shows are certainly more um, exotic in their presentation. I think there are plenty more that are certainly more boring compared to this show. But if you've listened to this show and were asked to write a one-page review of what type of show Kale & Company does, I don't think you could ever arrive at the conclusion that anything we say has led to, tragically, the sad passing of a, a six-year-old boy by a deranged lunatic. I really don't. And I, I'm just tired of people bad-mouthing this, this platform that we have. We, we like to brand it as free speech lives here. But again, I think in, in conclusion, this whole Israeli-Gaza-Middle-East-Hamas conflict I really think that, and I think we're on the right side of everything we say, but specifically with this battle, again, it's like, wait a minute, no, the the Israelis are not the bad people here. It's not the Jews' fault. It's not conservative talk radio's fault. You have a bunch of deranged lunatics that are claiming in the name of their religion, it's okay in this isolated incident where they were told by their leaders, oh yeah, no, normally the rules say you can't do X, Y, and Z. But we're waiving all the rules this time around. Kill the old people, kill the women, kill the children, behead them, murder dogs, the whole bit. And then you get some guy out in what Illinois mm-hmm. who goes off and sadly kills a, a, a Palestinian American child. But it's talk radio's fault. By the way, I said this last week when we were talking about this. Yeah. But have you seen the mugshot of this guy? This guy's clearly a deranged. Individual. Right. He looks kooky to begin with. And 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 by the way, the guy who wrote this this article is John Howell. He's a former AM Drive host at The Wind from 2006 to 2015. Okay. And WLS AM hmm. uh, PM Drive host from 2015 to 2023. It sounds to me. Are they Odyssey stations? Uh, Do we know? I'm just L- curious. WLS might be. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Wind certainly isn't. Um, but uh, it sounds to me like this guy couldn't hack it in radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this mm-hmm. th- this guy's a bitter guy who mm-hmm. got drummed out of the industry because he stinks and he couldn't put up a rating point. <laughs> and, and now he's bitter and he's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I got out of it because of, you know, th- that's always, you know, we had a former... Uh, am drive here host who who used to say that uh uh talk radio is too old and too angry and that's why i'm leaving oh. like okay 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 well because there's so much good news to talk about on a daily but, basis well maybe hamas uh, what hamas should do is surrender and blame talk radio yeah yeah you know because that? that's why they went door to door and 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 just kicked down the doors of families and mommies and daddies and babies and shot up people and killed people according to all accounts and mm-hmm. their own video that they released right. so maybe hamas how about the guy in belgium where they're right now like on a high level security because the guy mohammed a he's threatening to die as a martyr by explosion after because he he's a palestinian asylum seeker he's in belgium right now but he learned that his family back home mm-hmm. was all killed right and so now he's threatening, you know, to, to yeah. blow up people and they're on high alert. Yeah. How about that guy? I guess he listened mm-hmm. to talk radio, too. It, it's just so lazy and it's so Please. dangerous. It is. Because nobody is sitting here saying that Americans in this country should go around killing Palestinian Americans. Mm-hmm. All people that are on the pro-Israel side of this are saying is that, A, 
Hamas started this, and B, Israel has a right to defend themselves, and they should absolutely destroy this terrorist organization. But again, we're, we're almost trying to sympathize with the other side, where the other side is radical Islamic extremists with a hell-bent motivation for death and destruction mm-hmm. to the Jews and everybody in the West and Christians. So, but yes, we're, we're saying this on talk. Hey, let's go around and find as many uh, Palestinian boys as we can in this country and kill them. Nobody said that. Here's the thing, too, is that, you know, I I, I appreciate and love everybody who uh, tunes in and listens to not just this show, Don's show, Dom show, Richard's show, every show on this radio station. I truly appreciate it. We, we also don't know who's listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we don't we don't know who's listening. We don't know who interprets something we say as something. You know, I brought up this last week, the son of Sam. You know, he he uh, yeah. he killed all those people because he thought a dog was talking to him. We don't know what triggers these people. Nope. It could be something. It could be something as mundane as Satan. Me, me saying the weather or or it could be the way you say Tuesday. Exactly. So we can't hold, you know, yeah. an industry responsible for that. It's just it's like they've been blaming, yeah. you know, the Clinton administration blamed uh, Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern for the Oklahoma City bombing in 95. Like it, it's just this has been going on forever. Well, We're it's always this world. Scapegoats. It's this world of we, that we live in now where there's no personal accountability or responsibility. Yep. It's always somebody else's fault. Yep. Which is just absurd. Yeah, but they're always wrong. The truth is that we serve a purpose because for like-minded conservatives, I think talk radio sometimes is a godsend because because we are in essence saying you're not alone, and and we need to look at government responsibility and transparency. Yeah, so I would you argue also get, you also get stories that you don't get elsewhere, and you also yeah. get the chance to voice your opinion where you're not yes. welcomed, and you're listened to, and you're part of the yeah. conversation. So some days we're like we we're literally like group therapy. We're just trying to make the time out there. (laughs) We're just trying to make the media a two way street. Yeah. It's so slanted one way and and we're still outnumbered. Yes. I don't I don't know, guys. You both have different reasons for getting into this business. My whole reason for getting into this business was entertainment. I don't care what your opinion is, Nick. I don't care what Dawn's opinion is. (laughs) I just I just like the dialogue. I like Mm -hmm. the uh, I like the conversation. I like the entertainment. That's all I've ever cared about. Yeah. As far as a radio show or a radio station goes. And by the way, this is a free country. If you don't like what we're saying, you can turn the channel. And by the way, if 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 enough people do that, then we go away. That's right. And our sponsors go away. So so like there's a there's a free market solution to this if you don't like it. And they tried to kill it by blaming talk radio and this form of radio on everything they tried to kill it uh by the am uh radio in the cars uh, ban in cars they're trying every way they can yeah. do it to silence and kill this form of radio and they haven't been able to do it because the listeners are out there no and this format's hotter than ever exactly yeah. it's the, it, it's the this and sports radio no offense to my other brethren and in, in, yeah. in music and news like this is the future of this of this industry there's yep. no if ands or buts about it opinion I, sell i've seen the data yep. this is the future this and sports are the future in radio that's right spoken but, word but their narrative is that they want to make sure that they shut down free speech mm-hmm. and where it lives nick right. Hale and greg stalker right. because speech is dangerous yeah. words are words dangerous. are more dangerous than than actions yeah mm-hmm. that's what they say all right 751 a little late Woo! but let's get to it on a wednesday what's on the cut she what's on the cut 
Sheets. What's on the cut sheet on this Wednesday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. If you're listening right now, uh, wherever you're listening, watching on YouTube, listening on the Odyssey app or 1210WPHT, just remember that that op-eds like that and what the government tried to do with AM radio and what, what, what administrations have tried to do with talk radio, they're trying to shut down this industry. And it's sponsors like this with Cherry Hole Volvo that enable us to do what we do. It is imperative that you patronize our sponsors. That's all I'm saying. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yep. Um, I want to get your take on this, Nick. Um, the UFC announced yesterday I saw this that the new sponsorship uh, deal that they that they just closed with Anheuser Busch makes Bud Light the official beer partner of the UFC, replacing Modelo. Uh huh. A source familiar with the terms, not authorized to speak publicly, told Yahoo Sports that the that the deal, which takes effect on January one, is worth in excess of one hundred million dollars. The UFC had a previous sponsorship deal, according to Dana White. It was the uh, it was his like original sponsor uh, that expired in 2019. Then it was replaced by by Modelo, and now they're back uh, with Bud Light. So Dana White was on with Sean Hannity uh, <clears throat> last night explaining this, and I just want to get your take on what he's saying because he's a look. You know, he's a guy Nick who thinks I think a lot like you do. So you guys have a lot of the same of ideals and Don as well. I want to see if you are buying what he's saying or if this is just him looking at the money that Bud Light wants to spend and being like, hell yeah, let's yes, do it. Yes, uh, This is cut 12, uh, Phil. Uh, you know, they, they were the first beer company that we really did business with. They're our first real big sponsor uh, when we were getting started, and now we're back with them. And going into this deal, you know, I, I know all the controversy and everything else, but for myself, going into a long-term deal with another sponsor – I want to be with somebody that I'm actually aligned with. And I know people are were upset with what they did, but uh, I'm looking at all the good things that they do. You know, they, they employ 65,000 Americans. They have thousands of vets that work for them. They spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers using their crops to make their products and many, many other great things that Anheuser-Busch has done uh, in this country. And those are the things that I'm focused on. Uh, when I look at a long-term sponsor that's going to be, we're going we're to do a six-year deal here. I want to be with somebody that I'm aligned with. All those things that I just mentioned to you are what I'm all about. And n- not to mention, they, they have this thing called Folds of Honor. I'm very big into law enforcement and military. And over the last, I don't know how many years, they've spent like $45 million taking care of, uh, you know, these servicemen and first responders who have died, taking care of their families, scholarships for their kids and things like that. So I am very aligned with Anheuser-Busch. So he's, he's not wrong what, what he says about Anheuser-Busch and all the good things they do in America. Interesting, because if you recall, Joe Rogan used to be a voice, or maybe still is one of the voices for UFC. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a UFC fight in many years, but Dana White and Joe Rogan, so essentially in lockstep together, because as you remember, during the whole Dylan Mulvaney brouhaha, no pun intended, uh, Joe Rogan didn't understand what the big deal was. He was... In fact, he was mocking conservatives on his podcast where he would crack open and drink Bud Lights just to tick people off. 
I think it comes down to probably, and Dana White's a smart guy, and there's probably other business executives and math people, it's probably just a cost-benefit analysis. Does it hurt UFC more, or does it help Bud Light more? I would argue that it probably hurts UFC a little bit more. Do you? Yeah, because here's the thing. There there are a lot of Hispanic fighters in UFC, mm-hmm. and Modelo was that sponsor uh, for, yeah. for... Now, they're both under the Anheuser-Busch umbrella, but if you had forgotten about Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light, Joe Rogan just refreshed your memory, so to speak. Well, I would say this, too, about Bud Light, is that it's like it's not a popular beer, beer here on here in Philadelphia, but right. in like places like Miami, where there's a huge Hispanic Cuban yeah. population, it is big and so, probably big in St. Lu- St. Louis, where Anheuser Busch is based. I would say that 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 it might be Bud Light might be popular in the Hispanic community. But my question for you guys is: is that do you do you see this as? Because on one hand, I say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of loyalty there by mm-hmm. Dana White because he he said in that clip that they were like our first sponsor yep. that backed us when nobody else did mm-hmm. and you got to admire the loyalty in that no oh for sure anytime you're loyal to a sponsor or a sponsor is loyal to you absolutely i i just when when i'm thinking of toxic masculinity and yeah. I, i'm saying that tongue in cheek and you got a bunch of dudes showing up and getting you know getting wasted and getting ready to watch a bunch of dudes in an octagon in a cage pummel each other yeah i i don't know that i, I mean it's still very top of mind to many people the dylan mulvaney thing and that's not going to go away and the, the reality is bud light has yet to recover and i don't know that you as big as ufc is as a brand i don't think ufc can lift bud light up from the six feet under i really don't i think bud light's done do you i do so you don't think that this is kind of Obviously, from Bud Light's perspective, they're looking at it like it's a great chance for them. Yeah, like this is this is an opportunity for us to regain some right. of that, you know, male mm-hmm. demo that we lost from the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just I find it interesting, and he brings up a lot of good points about the vets and oh, yeah. you know the folds of honors. Well, and all, I mean, all that stuff. Remember the know. Budweiser Clydesdales. Like Anheuser-Busch, before Dylan Mulvaney, was was a beloved American company and a staple of this country. I know Philly's a Miller Light town, preferably over Bud Light, but, you know, I, I, I as I said on this show, I always liked Bud Light better than Coors Light and Miller Light. Yeah. I just won't buy it anymore. I'll still drink it if it's for free. Really? I'll be... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to give them their mama. Nope. Power of the boycott. Dawn, do you see this as a good thing for uh, UFC or uh, nope. Dana White? You don't? Nope. What do you think about Dana White standing by an advertiser that stood with him when nobody else did? I mean, I think he's doing what he's got to do. I don't think – here's the thing. I would say neutral. I would say it doesn't really hurt, doesn't really help. I, I just think it's a big – You could argue eh. – that's a good point. You, you could argue that UFC is so popular yeah. Yeah. and with the death of boxing – yeah. that Bud Light is not going to drag them down. Like, if you want to see dudes pummel each other in the face, you're probably still going to watch that, because we all love a good car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. I guess we do, yes. We do. Yeah. While we're on the Schuylkill, we're always looking at the... Why is traffic backed up? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're back. looking to see what's going on over there. So this is this is delightful. Yesterday, <laughs> Hillary Clinton was at an event. <clears throat> she was uh, She was speaking for some, like, human rights organization or something like that. And a heckler interrupted her. <laughs> a heckler from the left, by the way, uh, who got in a shouting match with her over Biden's war mongering speech. And uh, she she was not, to her credit, 
She was yelling back at him, but this guy was making a lot of good points. Uh, so this is how that sounded. This is cut 10 there, boys. I'm, by the hypocrisy I'm sorry. We've got two more people I, I to hear from. I'm sorry. You, you have a the, chance. Well, the, I'm not sorry. The, the hip, sit down. I, I know you're not sorry. People, That's the point. The hypocrisy of this talk. speech. The I'm hypocrisy of the fact that Frank what, what do you have? Can you please? Can you, is can you please a make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech? This is a clearly is... warmongering speech. <laughs> President Joe Biden is calling for a hundred billion dollars of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III, and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sit here. And, okay. I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation. I'm sorry. If you want my, to have a conversation, you're no, welcome to come you, talk to you me can, afterwards. You can sit here. Okay, right. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna yeah. you're gonna wait for me, right? I, 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 I listen to you, and I, do, I will respond. I do to you, not believe you. But Respectfully, right. I do not believe you. Well, and the fact well, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being because heard. our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are you. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But, well, how would you? Uh, let me wow. ask you guys. How would you, in a situation like this with a heckler, it's not. Just by screaming back at him yeah. is just is making yeah. him more animated. Right. Like like what do you what would you guys do in that situation? I would just ignore him and just accuse, I would turn literally turn like she was getting ready to turn and ask the next question. But I mean, he does bring up a lot of great points. <laughs> uh, I would also argue that that right there was worthy of challenging Peter Ducey or Simon Atiba for the most uh, <laughs> confrontational press conference uh, of yeah. all time. I mean, if that person was uh, you know trying to challenge Kareem Jean Pierre. I mean, all hell would break loose, and she would, he would, she would have him banned forever. But it's it's remarkable to me that it's the left right now that is so pro war. Yep. You know, think about it when we lived through both Bush administrations, conflict, Middle East, war, and now it's like I really stand by this. It's like Trump has created this, you know, like Dawn says, peace and prosperity, uh, you know, mantra. I, the Republicans are the ones that, you know, except for the Lindsey Grahams of the world, that, that want to stay out of this type of conflict. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's the Republicans. I would say it's the it's the Trump supporters and the MAGA movement. Yes, is, yes, is correct. The, is the anti-war faction of the Republicans. Um, whereas, in my opinion, the far left, like the more like socialist wing yeah. of the party, which I would assume that guy is, mm-hmm. is more um, anti-war as well. So it's weird how the two... You know, uh, uh, you know. I don't want to say fringes because yep. that's a they kind of wrap back around and touch each other and meet. It's funny yep. because all the all the moderate Democrats seem to be. You're right. Mar- let's march towards war. Mm-hmm. Moderate Republicans doing the same thing. Yep. Uh, this keeps going, by the way. Okay. And sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. <laughs> now we're going to turn to people. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop working on behalf I'm gonna wait of human here. rights. I'm going to exercise my free speech. But until, it's not, until it's I'm not free speech when you this, are disrupting yes, everybody it is. else's opportunity. It is free speech. Speak. This is free speech, everyone. This is free speech. That is not free speech. This is people. To cr- constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You, the the incredible hypocrisy. You know, you maybe you could actually... Zolich went with Eleanor Roosevelt to bring this Declaration of the Rights of Man 
John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah, well, you're brilliant in your oh, historical yes. uh, uh, cherry-picking. The, the Pinochet regime. Uh, please, listen. just please inform wow. us about the yeah. United States okay, involved we are in these historical to, things. We're going to move uh, on Ms. to, Clinton, will to you at some, at some point, you have to you yeah. have to feel bad for Hillary Clinton. She's had a really bad seven years. Yeah, her life sucks, <laughs> and I'm glad, but I'm actually glad she's taking that abuse right there. But it, here's the thing. Doesn't she have some sort of security detail when she goes to these things? Yeah, I'm sure she does. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised in that video clip that you're actually watching on YouTube that nobody kind of really... There's but, like one guy back there trying to like, you know... You know, referee and officiate this thing, but but he—I mean—he's not doing a, anything other than yelling. No, I know. I mean, if he was getting threatening, I'm sure yeah. they would. But like, he has a right to say it and do, do it. Do we know how long this went on, time-wise? To, uh, until well, it? the the entirety of the clip, and it's not the whole thing, is three minutes and forty-one <laughs> seconds. And I just love—I I love the confrontations. So yes, pull the whole thing. Uh, but it it is astonishing to me that she just yells back at him and, and this is not a republican yeah. arguing with her yeah i don't know if that's the right if that's the right uh move to do so or not but um uh just a little bit more will you fight for human speech. rights not will just you yelling about it right so frank I All right, so there's a big guy stepping in yeah you are from Uganda, and Uganda's 2023 Homosexuality Act criminalizes LGBT conduct in Uganda. Peter S. on the YouTube chat says, uh, he isn't long for this world. <laughs> no. no, this guy's unhinged as well. <laughs> He's going to be in a boating accident, too, yeah. like like Obama chef. I think the only thing that might actually make him more mad is if we put the Phillies game on for him <laughs> last night. Then he'd really go off the deep end. So this is with uh, the Institute of Global Politics. Yeah. She, how much money is she getting? Oh. This is Columbia University. Oh, yeah. She's, she's so, yeah. minimum. Yeah. How many? You know, here's the thing about that I would just say. And by the way, she's trying to ask some poor guy confront some poor guy from Uganda about his yeah. LGBTQ plus policies. <laughs> I'd rather, I would laugh out loud if a Uganda guy said, well, let's hear more from Frank. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> yeah, that. You're more interesting, actually. <laughs> but uh, the setup, in truth, from the setup of this, you, you know, not for nothing, but if you have Hillary Clinton there and some biggity bigs from distinguished, you know, distinguished individuals from other countries, you set the stage up, you have people mic'd, you have the lighting control so that you can darken. If you can darken the room, I'm really serious. You can darken the rest of the room and you cut off. In other words, you control that crowd. They did none of that. So the mm -hmm. setup yeah. is so low energy. They were begging for something like this. Yes, they were. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more. And forgive me, I just, there's something about confrontation on the radio that just makes me <laughs> oh, so happy. Oh, really? We started at 6 a.m. Oh, I so didn't happy. know that. Uh, you know. It's, it's delicious. Palestine. It's not about. It's not football. This is a football. Eagles. Team America. Well, I'm sorry, but some of us are on Team America despite our flaws and our problems. Yes, yes, that, that's me. Warmonger Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You can't take over the event. Sit down. Every person on this stage has wished their life their income, right? their Excuse reputation, me. their income, their careers, and what uh -oh. have you done uh -oh. other than stand up and <laughs>
I mean, what an, what an elitist thing to uh-huh. say. Like, like this, oh, she's so snotty. This guy is 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 just voicing his First Amendment right yep. to say what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. We've risked our income. What have you done, you lowly peasant? Yep. I'm sorry, uh, sweetie. How much are you getting paid for this? Uh, <laughs> exactly. For this uh, little um. Uh, Right. Finger yeah. piercing here. I'm sorry. Now, if Greg Stocker was security at this event, here's what Greg would have said. Stop it! Just stop it! <laughs> no, I would have let it keep going. I've been like, you, dude, you you go, boy. <laughs> uh, all right, there's only like 30 seconds left. Okay. I have to play it to the end. And these women's records and Frank's records against you any day of the year. I'll respond. What I have done is I have asked Hillary Rodham Clinton to pronounce the president's openly warmongering, suicidal, idiotic speech. That's what I answer. I will that's not do that. Done. So that's the end of our conversation. But I'll still meet you outside. But you're good. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to kick your butt. She's getting, I'll meet you outside. I'll meet you in the parking right. lot. Let me ask you guys a question because yeah. she did say this earlier that you know she would have a conversation with him after this outside. Uh, should we take bets on if that uh, conversation actually happened? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or was she whisked right out of there by her security? Oh, no, yeah. She was right back in the SUV. <laughs> by the way, I'm looking at this uh, IG, I, whatever, this Columbia prestigious uh, group. Yeah. You know who's on it? Marie Yovanovitch. Remember her, the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine that Trump yep. uh, had pressured to mm. oust and she had... She's on here. Ugh. Among those on here. <laughs> Some trustworthy indignitaries, yeah. I may add. Um, indignitaries. <laughs> uh, clean up aisle one. Kareem <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jean-Pierre realized she messed up yesterday. Oh, remember? Big, big mess up. Yeah, she... Uh, when, when was asked about if the Biden administration was worried about the rise in anti-Semitism that's c- clearly happening around the country, or around the world, I should say, right now, uh, they pivoted to... Uh, uh, Islamophobia? Islamophobia, yes. Yeah. Uh, so she started her briefing this way because she realized, I done messed up. This is cut five. Make something clear uh, at the top because I understand how important uh, moral clarity is, especially at this time. So... When Jews are targeted because of their beliefs or their identity, when Israel is singled out because of anti-Jewish hatred, that is anti-Semitism. There we go. Thanks for clarifying. (laughs) And her claim was that she didn't hear or she misheard the question, I believe. Yeah. You know, I'll almost give Joe somewhat of a pass at 81 years old, being completely out of it as he is. When he's walking across the lawn to his helicopter, and it's loud, and you hear people on Friday shouting questions to him, and it's hard to make out. I'll almost give Joe a pass for that. Kareen, in that quiet setting, yeah. let's face it, it's not as loud as it was for, for, for Kareen like it was for Hillary Clinton a yeah. few minutes ago. <laughs> she, didn't miss, she didn't mishear anything. And no. by the way, she read. she knew... So she read from the binder. She had yesterday. a stock answer she already had, prepared. Thank you. She had a stock answer already prepared, which means she was she she was ready for that question. Correct. So yeah, I, I'm not. She yeah, she tweeted she tweeted out yesterday, uh, clarifying what she said, and then she started her briefing yesterday with that. So th- there there was clearly a crisis happening. They're like they're like you need to go back out there yeah. and, and fix this. You now. made a mess. Now go out there and uh, mop it up. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of all of this, this is this is really an incredible story, and I want to get both of your opinions on this. Did you see this press conference by this eighty-five-year-old hostage that was released by I, I've Hamas? Seen, yes. I've seen the video of Hamas actually walking her to freedom, but I did not see the press conference. Her name is 
I don't know if it's Sharon or Sharon. I'm not sure. Uh, Lifshitz is her last name. Uh, her and her husband were kidnapped by Hamas gunmen on motorbikes and taken into and taken into a spider's web of tunnels underneath Gaza. That's uh, her description for it. She described being hit by sticks on the journey, but said most of the hostages were being treated well. She was freed alongside another woman, Nurit Cooper, 79, uh, on Monday evening. So her and her, I believe this is her daughter, uh, spoke in this press conference, and this is how that sounded, cut one. My mom is saying that she was taken on the back of a motorbike with her body, uh, with her legs on one side and her head on another side, that she was taken through the plowed fields with a man in front on one side and a man behind her, and that while she was do- being taken, she was hit by uh, sticks by Shabab. Shabab. Yeah, Shabab pe- people. Until they reached the tunnels. There, there they walked for a few kilometers on the wet ground. There are a huge, um, huge um, network of tunnels underneath. It looks like a spider web. My mom is saying that they, they were very friendly towards them and that they took care of them, that they were given the medicine. Wow. Wow. I, and they went on the maker of Baba Ganoush and everything was good. So, uh, by the way, this does not. This does not earn any points with Hamas. Like, you, the, to me, here's what, you know, honestly, what my first question is beyond the surprise that she was actually treated well is what exactly did Hamas get in return? Well, he, that's that's my question. My only, the only thing I can think of is that because they're still holding her husband, maybe she has to say this. You okay. Know what I mean? Well, that's a good point. Um, I don't know, but, but it just doesn't, when you see the barbaric torture mm-hmm. and everything that these people, these animals did. Mm-hmm to the Israeli citizens, why, why why, would they treat hostages differently? Keep That's the husband, question. release the wife in order to receive something from somebody, but in return, I would imagine. So, I mean, look, it's a it's a great story. Oh, I'm absolutely. Glad she's, yeah, God bless her. By the way, for those of you uh, listening on the radio, it, it's it's um, this is the image of she's she's shaking one of the gunman's hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember? And and then they took her on the back of the bike. Right. Um, apparently, they they put her like like she was laid out uh, like face down, like with her belly on on one of the mm-hmm. motorcycles and her feet on the other. Yep. And they took her and, you know, she it's an incredible story. You said 85 years old, 85 years old. And what's her name? Uh, sh- either Sharon or Sharon Lifshitz. Lifshitz. OK, I would say that if I'm one of the family members of, you know, those 220 hostages yeah. and I hear her and see her. Uh, that is so heartwarming to see that that they're they're treating them well. They're alive. They're down there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But as well, what they gain, what they what Hamas gains, is that it makes it very difficult uh, for the ground invasion to proceed because the veiled threat here is, hey, you you start you you bomb us more, which we've know we know every night there is more activity. The sirens are going off right now as we speak. Right. But there, there is that veiled situation where, you know, around the world, 
what are you going to look like if you're the one who didn't do more to get those hostages out alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, She's saying they're alive. We're all down here. We're fed. We're treated well. We're okay. Just, you know, bring us home type thing. I, I don't. We don't really know the the reasoning why they're they're this slow drip of releasing some of these hostages. I don't. I'm not buying their humanitarian no. side. That oh oh yes, we're giving them medicine and food and let's. It's like a day spa down yep. here. I, I'm not. I'm not buying that. I to me, it's this woman saying this in hopes that her husband, who's 79 years old, is also released. That that's my only thing. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Next thing you know, the next hostage that gets released will say, uh, yeah, they also offered me the booster while I was down in the, <laughs> <laughs> down in the Well, w- with all of this, CNN took this opportunity to gush over the conditions I that it. Hamas had I prepared for hostages. It, yep. it, it's almost like they're buying into the propaganda yeah. BS. It was like an underground hill. Oh, it was just – they <clears throat> they even – they. You, the end of this will just just when I heard this when I cut this last night it just made my blood boil because okay. of what they said here uh, cut seven you know also Poppy some things stand out in their the mundane necessity right you're talking about tunnels we know these tunnels have ventilation we know that they've been known to have air conditioning they've got this has all been reporting that we've heard from the Israelis over the years but the fact that she's saying she was held underground for more than two weeks um, that there was shampoo, there was antibiotics. Was it per plus? There was a guard per hostage in the experience she had. Uh, that there were medics and paramedics, and obviously she is elderly. The other woman who was released also elderly and had medical needs, and that they had the medicine needed, and if not, something uh, similar to replace it. Um, it is pretty stunning because you've got to contrast that with what's happening above the ground, right? Where there isn't water, never mind shampoo. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't you have hear water. This? They're I using know. toilet water. There you is hear no this? I know. for any kind of uh, amputations. Antibiotics, no, right? But Hamas had stockpiled all of that and has all of that underground. And, and they gave her a loofah. I, I just, so basically what, what this, uh, that's Aaron Burnett. Yep. By the way, what she's saying is that the, the evil Israelis turned off water and 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 are and are uh, stopping food supply and all this. Right. Well, look at what Hamas is yes. doing on these on these yes. tunnels underneath. It's Israel like a day has spa. created a humanitarian crisis, and uh, Hamas is not as bad as it, they claim to be. See, we do have some sympathy for an 85 year old woman. Which, by the way, for 85 and having been a hostage for two weeks underground. She actually looks pretty good there. She does. She looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, look, is there is there truth to the fact that like she looks she looks okay? So, was she treated sure, but what's yeah. the reason for it? Yep. They're not just they, these people killed babies. I know. These people killed And CNN takes the bait here. Yes. Hook, yeah. line and sinker. Yes. Right. The journalism in this is just yeah. extraordinary. And Aaron Burnett is there live in Tel Aviv, I guess, doing her show. Yes. There. Yeah, I just like like uh, air conditioning, and shampoo, and medicine, and morphine drips, and it's it's amazing down there. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Yep, that is literally war propaganda. Oh, that I is know. what they want you to think. It's embarrassing, man. Uh, and if you th- and if CNN's doing that, you I I can only imagine what the spin was like for MSNBC, especially <laughs> for a show like Mehdi Hassan. Yeah, I mean, good. Oof. By the way, I saw. 
I, I think we've, I've mentioned this in the past, in the last couple of months. I said, what's, when we talk about these media companies and their ratings and CNN being in the tank, I said, what's, what's the new CNN primetime lineup looking like? If you were watching the Phillies game on TBS last night, they actually ran a promo for CNN's new primetime lineup, which goes from Aaron Burnett to Anderson Cooper to Caitlin Collins to Abby Phillip. No S on the end. Not Phillips, folks. <laughs> yeah. Philip yeah. and uh, some other gal. So they've got four females and Anderson Cooper. So they they have a prime time lineup of five women. Explains their ratings. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not that's not sexist, by the way. I, no, I think that they're I checked trying to do promotions. They're try, you know they're trying to promote their their new lineup or their faces. A lot of mostly female faces, by the way. Yes. You, know, you used to have Don Lemon up there. You used to have more men. So now the all-women lineup, a yeah. bunch and, of women you don't know. And, and Caitlin Collins more managed than Anderson Cooper, by the way, as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Just stop right now. I think she, I think they would get more ratings, yeah, if they had yeah. Anderson v. Caitlin Collins. Five unlikable, unpleasant, non-interesting, not remotely entertaining primetime people. Just they, they are all low energy boards. Doing the same doing, oh. doing the same playbook. If, I, way, if it's I'm the at, same yeah. it's the same formula of monologue guest, 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 yeah. another guest, breaking news. It's just like, oh my God, nobody wants to see this anymore. Think about where they were just two years ago when they had Cuomo in there, uh they had Don Lemon in there. Not not advocating for them by any stretch because I thought they were awful. But look at the pivot that they went with. Yep. They're like, let's just be the most boring, uninteresting primetime network we can possibly assemble. I yep. think Aaron Aaron Burnett, out of all of them, is the best one who who is her own person, let's say. Okay. But to your point, the others, I've, it's almost like they went through through training to all talk like Anderson Cooper. I know. Cooper. I know. You notice I know. that? They're it's all like low that energy. Little, that low energy whisper. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah he's, like, Anderson he's... Cooper sounds like he's been fasting for 20 years. <laughs> like, you know when you go to get blood work the next day and yep. you're, you're real low energy that day because you can't drink anything other than water or black coffee? I mean, like, that's all you can drink and eat for 12 hours, which, by the way, I have to do that for my physical for blood work coming up next week. I'm going to have to fast for 12 hours. Well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're getting blood work, my yeah, friend. It's gonna come back clean. I'm thank, just doing this because Dawn asked me. Thank, to. thank, thank Dawn for <laughs> yes. your health. Yes, I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna actually ask uh, Dawn to fix my next flat tire. As well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, if hey, you Dawn, miss, I'm if, on the scoople. If you miss six a.m., if you miss the opening of this show, boy, you miss a lot, don't you? Yeah, you All do. right, one more. We'll get to Dawn's big three and then Tony Bruno. Um, actually, I'm really interested in Dawn's take on this because of the female aspect of it. Jenna Ellis, uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, during the January sixth stuff in the in the 2020 election uh cried in court after pleading guilty in the georgia election case she says um, i apologize to the people of georgia this is how that sounded cut 11 thank you your honor for the opportunity to address the court as an attorney who is also a christian i take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. 
What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this full experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. Thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you I thought so, you posed this for Dawn. No, no, I know. I'm, oh, no, okay. It's for everybody. No, no, I thought you had said that you wanted no, to get Dawn. Think about this. Give her You're, first crack. She's an attorney, right? Yeah. So you took this job and you took the pay and you knew what you were doing and yep. you're and you're smart. And so you get up there and cry. Well, I mean, she has a law degree and she is obviously was considered top of her game and, and sort of a, a mouthpiece, if you will. She t- look, she took a plea deal. She gets no she gets probation. Yeah. She was facing. She took the easy way out. She got off light. She got off very light. Yeah. And so the que- and so basically he's throwing Rudy Giuliani under the bus, and so really this they're all is- throwing one another under the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're right. Powell, th- like it's uh, that that Chesbro guy. They're yep. all uh, the rats are coming off that ship really fast, mm-hmm. and that ain't looking good. That's all I'm saying. But my one qu- question for both of you is is that on September seventh of two thousand and three, she tweeted back at somebody and said. I'm innocent. Why would I be ashamed of that? So what changed mm-hmm. in a month and a half? They fear, were threatening jail. Fear, were, yeah, fear of prison. Yeah, she's she doesn't want to go to jail, and yeah. they gave, they offered her a deal, and it's a sweet deal. Yep. I mean, there's no jail time. She gets off now. Will she have to probably testify? Absolutely. And is she a good witness? Probably, because she seems like a nice lady, and she's crying, and she's before perhaps a, a sympathetic jury. But I'm... I'm just asking the question. I'm yeah. just asking the question this. Yeah. You know, a lot of those in January 6th in that situation before a judge ended up crying and saying, please don't send me away. I did I did something, but I didn't do any violence. Please don't send me away for, you know, 15 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. And those judges threw the book at them. Right. So what's different mm-hmm. here if she's confessing and she's saying, I did wrong. And as an attorney, you are an officer of the court. If you fail to do your job and you're confessing, then how come she gets a pass? How come? So it's it's lame. It shows the bias. It shows that this is exactly what they wanted. That's correct. She's well. It just shows that she has the goods and the, the info that they want and they need. And the, the I don't know that she people. has any. What goods does she have? I mean, she's going to say she clearly, Greg. You just laid out the case. She clearly just stated. She is willing to say anything they want her to say, because up until this point, Jenna Ellis was like, why would I lie? Right. I'm on the side of the truth. They I'm a to, lawyer. They tried to break her. Right. And yeah. so now she's saying, I will say whatever you want me to say, because I took a sweet deal and I'm done with you. I'm They're not going doing, to jail. They're all doing that, though. Every single one of them is like there was a report yesterday that Mark Meadows has, got has, immunity. has full immunity. That's correct. And it, like it. it there's these all of these other co-defendants or whatever yeah. they're called. It's all a it's all a ruse to get one person. Mm-hmm. That's all. They don't yes. really care about Jen Ellis. No, they don't care about Sidney Powell. They care not. about Donald Trump. Yes, they're just working and, their way to the big guy. And by the way, they're all doing it. Yep. They're all falling into it. 
So I, I, you know, this is this is not this is Trump had a really bad day yesterday. I'm just saying, and he's this back is, in court today. At 10 these o'clock. are really not good. This, this is a not good sign for him. That's all I'm saying. So mm-hmm. now there are reports that that ABC because I saw Catherine Herridge going back and forth that Mark Meadows deal is in. You know, they're they're all going back and forth on that. Is that real? So I'll just say this you know, morning. It, it, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. Everybody on the chat and everybody's like, "Oh, she's a loser lawyer. Oh, she sucks." Like that. But like, that's not what everybody was saying three years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Okay, so she's uh, she's a rat now. Mm-hmm. But like, what? So what changed? What changed in the time when she was defending Trump? Well, it's amazing now? how your tone and your tune changes when the, the you lose the, you potentially lose your freedom, right? Then I, you're just like, "Oh, I'll squeal." What do you want to know? Okay. I, right? I just I don't understand this whole thing with like, you know, she's she's like uh she's doing the great the greater good three years ago and now she's a loser lawyer. I just don't understand that mindset. I'm sorry. Well, it's because they don't view her to be loyal anymore. Well, you know, I don't know that she uh, to me the my analysis of the situation is she exemplifies the pressure that they're putting on each and every one of these individuals. And so what they're doing is they're taking the low-hanging fruit first because they're saying, Jenna, do you, you know, you could go to jail for many years of your life or just sign this paper and take this deal yeah. and testify and tell us, you know, what we want to hear, basically. And you're never going to go to jail and all of this goes away and you're not going to be broke and financially that, bankrupted. That's the, that's the downfall of RICO cases. That's, that's how they get mm-hmm. mob bosses. Yes. Because, because all the, all the, uh, you know, lieutenants and whatever in the mafia and mobs, they're all like, I, I ain't going to jail. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's him. It's not me. That's correct. So like, that's the, that was the danger of this whole RICO case to begin with. It's set up. That they don't care about the lower level people. They want the big guy. That's great. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of the big guy, he's standing by. Not Joe Woo. Biden, but Tony Bruno. <laughs> yeah. He's live in Florida. Yeah. He's going to join us in just about five minutes as we continue. A lot to get into with Tony in the world of news, politics, and sports, as well as pop culture and entertainment. Bruno from Florida in five minutes on Kalen Company. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.